0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the AVE Geeks podcast. I'm Flight Corporal Jack Anderson. I'm here with Flight Corporal Nadim Elgazar. Hello, everyone. And Flight Corporal Aidan Paul. How's it going? And as usual, we're going to be hosting your episode of AVE Geeks tonight. So for the episode tonight, we have a very interesting topic. It is the Battle of Britain. Now, as air cadets, we love aviation, and this is probably one of the largest aviation battles in history. Every year, we go out, we have a parade to celebrate it, yet a lot of people don't actually know what it is. So tonight, we're going to be addressing that.
1: All right. Yep. So So, I can, sorry, I'll start off by something, just a quick phrase. Uh, The Battle of Britain during World War II was basically the successful defense of Great Britain against the... Destructive air raids conducted by the German Air Force from July through September 1940 after the fall of France.
0: Yep. So in tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about what the German goals were, why the British won, uh, important dates, stuff like that. So let's see here. All right. So it ran between July the 10th of 1940 and October 31st of 1940. So let's talk about quickly what the goals of each side were. So the British seems pretty simple. They wanted to survive. They wanted to defend their home. And the Germans, they were, at first glance, it might just seem they were bombing for the sake of bombing. But they actually had a much larger goal in mind. They want to invade all of England. And at first, the reason they started that was um The German Navy, they needed control of the English Channel, which they didn't have because the British home fleet was much more powerful. So they called on the Luftwaffe to come in and help. So in the very early stages of the Battle of Britain, it was mainly a Navy battle with air support. And then the British RAF got involved to protect their ships. And after that, the Germans saw what a threat the RAF was, and they started attacking the RAF bases instead.
1: Mm -hmm. It all began with, uh, on July 10th, uh, bomber attacks against shipping and uh, continuing into early August, a rising stream of air attacks were delivered against British convoys and ports.
0: Yeah, okay. So let's see what the next thing is here. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the factors on the British side, the new big technology that they were using, radar it is a very large factor into why they won this battle. So right off the bat, if you've studied this battle at all, you'll notice that the RAF had a very small number of aircraft and pilots compared to the Luftwaffe. The Luftwaffe had about uh, 2,500 and the RAF had about 600 fighters. So they were at a very large disadvantage. So to combat this, they invented something called radar which if you don't know what that is, it's a high frequency sound that when it's made, you can measure how quickly it comes back. And using that, you can determine where aircraft are, how many of them are there um, and what speed they're going. So they used this to make one of the world's first integrated air defense systems. So how this would work was there were multiple radar stations across the South and the East of England. So they would, get an alert on their radar so that there is an enemy formation incoming. So then they would call the nearby bases, tell them how many aircraft they needed and they'd scramble and attack the enemy.
2: Yeah. Um, if I may add something here, um, I did a bit of research into, it was called a doubting system named after, Brit- named after the British, um, what's it called? Um, I think it's the Royal Bear defense, command, British defense command, I think it was called, um, strategic defense command. That's it. Um, at, uh, after the leader, his name was something doubting. I can't remember now. But what the point is that the doubting system could detect aircraft roughly 200 kilometers away from the British Isles, which was more than enough to detect German aircraft that were taking off. And then they, however, the problem with radar at the time and even these days is that it can Is that it can detect what it can detect that an aircraft is around there, but it, what it can detect is how many there are, or where they are. Well, they can detect where they are, but how many there are, the complete size, what aircraft it is. And so for that, they had roughly 30,000 civilian volunteers act as spotters to be able to detect these air, be able to see these aircraft in the sky, name the aircraft, what kind of armament they had. And then they would radio that back to, back to the British Strategic Air Command, which would in turn relay it to a British air base, and they would have planes up in 40 seconds.
1: I like that strategy because in World War II, you don't the technology of course isn't as high tech as it is today so having human eye and what the technology that you had and they made good use of that and if I may the radar, the radar largely prevented german bomber formations from exploiting the element of surprise so that's very important
0: yeah it's it's pretty much a very primitive uh, version of what we have nowadays we have norad which is the Missile Defense Center in North America. And um, this was pretty much the grandfather to that. So yeah, it was, it was actually very sophisticated for its time, very high tech. Uh, all right, let's move on now to why the British won. Most people think it was because they had better pilots, they had better aircraft. That's actually not, uh, that's
2: not at all why they won. Yeah, um, if I, oh, sorry, you didn't say something, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. All right, then, yeah. Um, so the main thing, the main reason that the Germans lost this was straight up was because how arrogant the Nazis were at the time. For example, they, for example, um, one estimate was that the RAF would be completely destroyed within four weeks, which is ridiculous. No air force would be destroyed in that quickly. Not to mention the fact that. Um, German Stukas were had vulnerabilities they did not know about from did not know about from when they used them in France and they got absolutely annihilated. Plus the fact that they also underestimated how quickly the British could repair their how quickly the British could repair I'm sorry their air bases and aircraft to the point where bombed airfields would be fully operational within just twenty four hours.
0: Yeah, I think another thing they underestimated was the power of radar. Did you know that during the entire Battle of Britain, there was only one attack on a radar station and it put it out of action for the day. After that, it was back up and running. So that definitely, they sort of shot themselves in the foot there because um, it's a technology that can predict exactly where the attacks are going and they didn't do anything about it, which is really dumb. Another big thing in their strategy was that um, originally, the Germans had actually been playing it pretty smart. They had looked like they were going to win. They were attacking British air bases, their very strategic targets, like factories and uh, shipping. Um, the one reason that they lost was because one night, a German bomber formation, they had actually gotten lost. They were supposed to be bombing a shipyard. They accidentally bombed London. So Churchill ordered retaliation. And when they bombed Berlin, Hitler, who didn't know about the accidental bombing of London, he ordered all of the planes that were bombing the airfields and the ships to be redirected to the British cities. Now, attacking civilians, I think that's not a good target because um, if you like blow up a factory or an airbase or a shipyard, you're directly taken away from their ability to wage war. If you bomb the city, you might get a few factories. You're going to kill a lot of innocent people, but you're not actually going to take out anything of importance. You're not going to be taking out anything that's going to really weaken the enemy. Yeah, Um, I
1: say that the Germans took revenge too far and they just blew out their good plan and just, well, not good plan for the British, but good plan for the Germans to take over uh, the United Kingdom it just abolished what they had going. So, Yeah, because at the time, estimates had
0: given the RAF only two more weeks to keep going until they would have lost. But when they redirected all their resources at such a critical time, it gave the RAF the, the chance they needed to rebuild their force, to train new pilots. And then after that, the Germans had no chance at all. They, they lost the battle right then and right there.
2: Uh, one more thing that I should, one thing, one more thing that I feel like I should probably mention is the fact that the German, the um, German commanders who were commanding the Luftwaffe at the time straight up, or, so they were straight up lying to Hitler about how good they were doing in the, in the battle. For example, they would, for example, um, one incident I, um, a British commander would, um, so reported to his superior back in Germany that the, British uh, in a one battle over, I think it was over an air base. They had the, the Luftwaffe destroyed 70 German aircraft. When in reality, they had only gotten rid of 15 or 13, sorry.
0: Yeah. I think that's the really big problem with dictatorships. The commanders are always afraid of the leader because they feel like if I give the leader bad numbers. What's he going to do to me? But when that starts happening, then the leader has no clue where to put his resources. Um, Another thing that I find interesting was a lot of the time the Germans would say that their goal was to demoralize the British people. They thought that by bombing the British cities, people would lose faith in their government's ability to protect them. It actually had the exact opposite effect. People who their houses got destroyed, they had family members who were killed. That wouldn't make them want to give up. That would make them want to seek revenge. That would make them angry. That would make them want to never surrender, and they'd want to take the fight to
1: the Germans. So, again, they shot themselves in the foot right there. Yeah, for sure. And just one more thing, in addition to the technology, like the radar system, Britain had the advantage of fighting against an enemy that basically had no consistent plan of action. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, the the Germans changed strategy so much that half the time, I bet its pilots had no clue what their objective was. Whereas the British, they had a clear set of goals, protect the cities and hit the German bombers. Um, I'd like to take this time now, though, to, um, to really acknowledge the efforts of the Commonwealth pilots and the occupied pilots. There were hundreds of Canadian pilots, hundreds of Polish pilots, even American pilots, because um, originally America hadn't wanted to get involved in the war, but They had a program where you could sign up to go fight in England, though you weren't allowed to represent the U.S. Air Force. So there were definitely pilots from all over the world. There were tons of heroes from every corner of the world. I like that. Yeah, it's a true story of everyone coming together to stop an evil force, to stop uh, a common bad. They all wanted a common goal. Uh, sorry, Paul. It looked like you were going to say something earlier, but your microphone was muted. You want to jump in now and say that?
2: Um, no, that was nothing. I think I was just fiddling with something. And now oh,
0: Okay. Um, another thing about the Battle of Britain. There's actually a really good movie about it that not a lot of people know of. It's actually called The Battle of Britain. It's from the 1960s. We actually did talk about it briefly back in our second episode, where we talked about the best aviation movie. I was going to ask have it.
1: if we spoke about that. Pardon? I was going to ask if we spoke about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely a very good movie. I definitely recommend watching it. It's very old, though it's very hard to find. But if you do have a copy of it, definitely watch it. It's good. Um, well, I think that's it for tonight's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Ave Geeks podcast. Thank you and good night.
1: Have a good day, everyone.